Hello, Screeters. This morning, I just can't help but think about the old saying, time flies when you're having fun. Well, you know what? It feels like time flies no matter what. It has compressed, drawn out in certain stages when you're waiting for something or in limbo. It seems like it'll never end. And you're not sure you can survive it. Uh, But now when you're past that or you're feeling a little level, it's like, holy cow, there's so much to do, so little time to do it. And life feels so short. One of my co-workers at Mr. Goodwater, well, he's a co-worker now. When I started at Mr. Goodwater, he was a kid in high school playing basketball, asking me if I would go to watch his games. He just got engaged yesterday, and I was thinking, oh my gosh, you're way too young to get engaged. But then I did the math. He's about the same age I was when I started dating my wife now after being divorced the first time. So I don't think he's too young. He's already got a house. He's 28. Another property that he's building on for their forever home, apparently. A kid is put together and organized. It's crazy how different life is. Is his life just as short? I don't know. What I do know is today is September 19th, 2019. I am Jason Hobbs, and this is Random Screed. If he is up or down, his podcast still comes round. Hobbs is in his van. Don't turn off that sad nap, man. Random screed, random screed. Don't know what you get, but it's what you need. Hey, Hobbs, it's Dave. Uh, I haven't called in before. Been listening to your show for a while, and I heard an unprompted name check of Deep Percentile. So I thought I'd better call in just to let you know. I was listening. Maybe I'm your secret favourite. Who knows? Uh, funny story about my engagement with your podcast. I, you know, I haven't been on Anchor for a terribly long time. Um, I found my way to Random Screed via the Melodorous Miasma Meltdown skit. So everything I've heard in Random Screed was uh, prefaced by <laughs> by the various jokes about sat-navs and other things. Uh, I just thought that might amuse you, that my, my engagement with Random Screed was through that frame. Anyway, I love what you do, and I am listening. <laughs> I'll catch you soon. There's Dave Aldridge at D Percentile. Thanks for the kind words. Thanks for listening. Um, so... If you found Random Screed through Melodorous Miasma Meltdown, have you listened to Hobbs and Friends? Have you listened to Hex Talk? Have you tried Fate? Just kidding, man. Thanks for calling in. Thanks for listening. Uh, enjoy you at the Audio Dungeon Discord. Uh, trying to catch some of your episodes here and there when I can fit them in. Uh, I don't even know what a favorite is. It certainly wouldn't be my shows. <laughs> Uh, I only pay a pay... Oh, that's not true. I was going to say I only pay for one show, but that's not true. Hobbs and Friends pays for some other shows. So I was going to say Gaming and BS. You should try Gaming and BS. Uh, That's probably my big uh, podcast patron. 
and uh, I haven't listened to it in probably 10 episodes. But anyway, there you go. Once again, thanks for calling in. I wouldn't be able to do what I do if people, well, maybe I would. (laughs) Hey, Jason, the other Jason here. I appreciate that your grappling system is built not around narrative ability. Not everybody has that silver tongue. So obviously we all would like that. But it's nice not to penalize players because they can't come up with fancy ways to describe what they're doing. I look forward to trying your system. As far as your further thoughts on the whole situation, I'm sorry you're in that situation. It's really an unfair situation. Um, But I'm glad you aired your thoughts. I'm glad you got it out. Not sure if this will help or hinder but um, ultimately, don't worry about what those folks think. Most people aren't paying attention to any of the social media anyway. And the ones that are, have pretty much all made up their mind already. So, we're behind you, bud. Hang in there. Talk to you later. Bye. Alfred here. Um, I'm not very good at getting my op- opinion across when I'm doing these podcast call-ins. But this whole interview thing, I'm still astounded that it's going on. After so much time, um, I'm not interested in what the guy said or what he's done in the past. Um, I enjoyed the interview. Uh, The game system sounded interesting. That's all I got from the interview, to be honest. Um, I'm not going to waste my time looking into what this guy's meant or have done or hasn't done. Um, I think people jump on the bandwagon uh, they hear a comment or see a comment on social media and assume that he's done what he's done and uh, most of the time their facts are not true uh, they haven't got all the facts so they're making judgments um, that's not me I think people these days are too easily offended um, they're taking offence to things taken out of context like I said before, not knowing all the facts. I think people like to champion other people. Um, you know, it's nothing to do with them, but they want to defend people that don't even want defending. And they make sometimes a, a massive thing over something. And they just really haven't got all the facts. They ac- accuse people. Um, they're grabbing their torches and pitchforks, like you said. Um just just unnecessary i hope this sort of thing doesn't continue to grow and it just becomes more and more with the social media but i don't think it's going to go away people seem to enjoy it they seem to love hating on people i'm always going to be your gamer all right there you have jason connerly from nerds rpg variety show podcast a new show jason is the one who's been calling in constantly as the other jason and uh constantly continuously and uh won't stop don't stop so thanks for calling as far as that goes uh and the other was our fed darren green a another awesome companion of random screed so first off uh last episode uh i was a little too impassioned and went a little too far. I'm really trying to stay classy and not get drawn into 
being baited by some of the In people. In a quarter mile, turn I don't know how well I've done it, but that's what I'm trying to do. And I failed last episode, which is why I edited uh, a little bit out of last show and I put that commentary in. From the people that I can actually have intelligent discourse from and it's just not vicious vitriol, I'm starting to really gather some data and some better information. One of the things that really seems to be a point of contention is what has or has not Macris done. I am going to err on the side of hope and feel like he has been put upon in a way that isn't necessarily true. I don't really know, so I have not changed my stance on his game or his gaming company. But other people are are so positive. I'm not going to say they know because they cannot know. That's the thing. You can't know unless you know, and you're not going to know by seeing what someone's position was in a company or reading an article. That is a difference, a foundational difference in arguments that I don't agree with and where we don't see eye to eye. And from there, it just stretches out and goes farther. I have other things going on. As I said, people wanted to know what was on the show and they were accusing me of shit that wasn't true. So I'm in a position where I feel that I have to air the show. Um, Now, if I found some very damning evidence or if uh, Macris himself was ever to talk and it really came out in a way that I felt uncomfortable even airing the show, then I would consider taking it down. I do not go through life with my mind made up. I don't. Uh, And anyone who has listened to very many episodes of this show realize that and know that. I'm constantly reassessing and horribly being... uh, In half a mile, turn ridiculous about my decisions and changing them so anyway i wanted to thank you guys and tell you uh, i feel like i'm getting somewhere i know it's the thing that's never going to end and it's always going to come up that's the problem the next left no matter what i do it's going to be wrong to someone and that's the way that it is the more people that are engaged in whatever you're doing the more chance you have for having a position where no matter what you do is going to be wrong to them in the end You have to make a decision for yourself, and hopefully your friends will support that. There you go. On to the next thing. Hi, Jason. I finally made it to 2019. Uh, One of my favorite bits of your random screeds are whenever you have some random observation about the traffic that's going on around you. (laughs) Like, oh, look at this guy pulling out in front of me. Or that guy just ran over his own trash can. Anyway, uh, that definitely adds some nice gems to your output. So, Mr. Hobbs, I'm up to about January 4th now. wanted to comment on uh, something that uh, Colin Spike Pit called in about. Uh, you guys were kind of doing some analysis on how you've lost a lot of listeners on Hobbs and Friends. And I was one of the ones that you lost, actually. Uh, There was a while where I didn't see any new episodes coming out, and I just kind of assumed that you had quit doing that podcast. At the same time, like that Hexcrawl one came out, and there was only one or two of those, and it seemed like that was not continuing. And so I had assumed that you had just, um, yeah, quit doing that one and maybe focused on something else. 
Uh, it was only recently that uh, I think I mentioned before uh, my good buddy Tim Wooten, a guy that I just started gaming with, big fan of the OSR, as am I. He turned me on to this podcast, which made me realize, part two, which made me realize that the other Hobbs and Friends podcast was still active, and now I've resubscribed to that. Anyway, just wanted to give you one viewpoint on why you may have lost some listeners. Um, don't know that that provides you any possible strategies for uh, turning people back onto that podcast, but uh, at least lets you know uh, one reason you may have lost them. Hey, Jason Roy here. Just wanted to say that I love the idea of this Red Road campaign, that uh, you have this caravan as kind of a moving city. Really interesting idea. Love to try it sometime. All right, so there is <clears throat> some more flashback, rewind commentary from Roy. Uh, the Red Road is such a cool idea, and honestly, it's not my own. It totally comes from... Eric Hoffman and a DCC campaign he ran uh, I don't even know how long ago now but it's been quite a while it feels like um, I have really used the Caravan of Ein Harris from GURPS that's not how you pronounce it but Ein Harris as a nice um, inspiration for the campaign uh, obviously I'm not using GURPS I'm using Castles and Crusades and it's such a we play it so rarely it seems like it's difficult it's nominally every other sunday but there's no way we play it that often so you guys heard me complain about it before i don't learn the rules and we're always talking about rules and going back over that and uh, we don't really seem to get very far but i am going to wrap up a the the whole storyline that's happening right now in the red road is a really cool one and it deals with this comet that's visible and a couple campaigns are dealing with this because almost all the i shouldn't say all of them anymore because that's changing but the majority of the campaigns i run take place in the emergent empires and i use all different systems for it whatever i'm trying to run at the time and whatever we decide to play but the lost in agata campaign is within a few hundred miles of agata obviously in the town of barth and it's kind of been on hiatus because we haven't been able to get everybody through together for this cliffhanger. But, um, yeah, I think I have a, a place figured out where this chapter of the Red Road will end and where we can go from there. It's given me an idea for a cool adventure that I'll probably write and toss into a zine. So, yeah, I'm very fond of the concept as well. Uh, I... As usual, I put way too much into the introduction part and not enough into let's just jump into the caravan. That's one of my problems. I don't necessarily start games where I should and then they morph into something else before I ever get to the idea that I originally had. But guess what? Ideas never die. They just get shifted to a new campaign. <laughs> As always, thanks for calling in, Roy. I don't know what I'm going to do when you catch up. You're going to have to start going through all the Hobbs and Friends episodes and then talking about them. 
All right, screeters, here's a little segment I'm calling In the Back Room. You're seeing what I'm seeing and finding out what in the heck I'm doing. So, I am... Last night I played Forlorn Shores, which is a shared GM uh, BX slash OSE West Marches campaign. And uh, I haven't played it in a long time. And I made a new character, and then I found that I already had a character that uh, was uh, the surviving uh, inheritor of my first Forlorn Shores character. I played him. He was injured during carousing, I believe, and his movement is halved. So if he's wearing metal armor, his movement rate in combat is 20 feet. Since his is halved, he is wearing metal armor. Plate mail, thank you very much. He can only move 10 feet in a round. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and his movement points were flipping ridiculous. So normally you get 12 in a day. We only get six. So And we decided to go trekking around this mountain hex. And if we wanted to move through a mountain hex, it was going to take four days to get through one six-mile hex, which makes sense to me. The dude's wounded. He's got a bad limp. I don't know. He pulled his back, a groin muscle, something. It, it was just interesting. We survived. There were two players, myself and Aaron Clark, Aaron BC, so that was pretty awesome. Uh, it, it never ceases to amaze me how tough first-level BX characters with the house rules can be when you can sunder shields and have good ACs. You can really take on some higher-end monsters as long as they don't have the opportunity to gang up on you. Uh, I also wanted to say something about that game. It... Uh, It's so interesting to me to see someone run a game that you know what the processes are, but you don't necessarily remember them. And they haven't ran for a couple months. And all the little things that go into running a game on Roll20 and using the Forlorn Shores uh, processes, like he didn't even know some of them, couldn't do them. I didn't know all of them. Uh, I felt uncomfortable, though, because since it's a shared GM uh, experience, if one GM is, like, skipping over things and not, you know, keeping the characters on the up and up, it doesn't make it fair for the other characters who are playing under a tough GM. Um, I can't say it necessarily wanted me to get back to running in Forlorn Shores. Uh, I did find that I had written a new location that I had forgotten about. So that's cool. I could probably drop that out in a zine here sometime if I so desired. That's interesting to me. Uh, But I want to talk about something new that I'm doing. So I just was talking to Stephen Grodznicki of Pickpocket Press last night. And he is going to sponsor Hobbs 665 Twitch channel. So he's going to sponsor Mr. Hobbs' Gamerhood for a while. And we're going to play some low fantasy gaming. We had uh, Che Webster of Roleplay Rescue and Jason Connerly of Nerds RPG Variety Show Podcast. Uh, we're talking about playing that game. We thought there would only be two players. Andrew Sutton from Andy Shandy uh, joined on. And then talking to Steve, I decided there's no reason that I shouldn't like in half a mile turn make this game into more of a West Marches drop in drop out style so we can play more and we can get more people uh, playing this sweet game uh, get more people on the Twitch channel the YouTube channel and hopefully get some more fans of low fantasy gaming so turn right onto the ramp 
I'm really interested in the concept of low fantasy gaming, always have been. I'm not really a high fantasy guy, and almost all of my D&D games have been low fantasy. But uh, let's see where it takes us. I'm excited about it. I don't know what I am going to replace it with. Obviously, I'm not dropping Kalmata. Uh, hopefully, I can maybe start getting some more of my uh, gamer patrons uh, that are at the $10 level interested in this game. So hopefully they listen to this show and contact me and want to get into it. Uh, I'm willing to run it, you know, whenever I'm available. And uh, I'm working on the Roll20 campaign and uh, familiarizing myself with the rules. And I'm trying to uh, make a sweet-looking thing. I think I'm going to either get or hire someone to do art and uh, uh, overlays for the Twitch channel, make it look legit and get some cool stuff going. I'm really excited about it. Uh, Pickpocket Press has been very generous with their products. So I think we can really make a cool thing of it. So let me know. Uh, I also want to talk about a couple Humble Bundles. Uh, they're OSR Humble Bundles. One of them has the Treasure Vaults of Zadabad. So check out your Humble Bundle. The other one um, has some other cool stuff, which includes... Uh, In two miles, take it. A sweet map pack from Dyson Logos, which is uh, usable for, it's under a license that you can use it for your commercial stuff. So, yeah, I'd uh, love to hear what you guys think. Give me a call. Uh, thanks for this little trip through Mr. Hobbs's Gamerhood. And uh, remember, everybody, we all got a job to do. No leaving this earth earlier than expected. Stay alive, and won't you be my gamer?